Hi everybody! During the months of March and April, we are highlighting the work of Rios to Rivers in our community effort to showcase organizations who are working towards social justice, environmental action, and more inclusive public lands. Rios to Rivers inspires the protection of rivers worldwide by investing in underserved and indigenous youth who are intimately connected to their local waters and support them in their development as the next generation of environmental stewards. Founded in 2012, Rios to Rivers programs have connected 234 underserved and indigenous students from 20 endangered river basins in seven countries. The programs have included students and community leaders from 21 indigenous nations. Rios to Rivers envisions a world in which youth who are intimately connected to their local waters and tribal communities are equipped to become the next generation of passionate leaders for healthy rivers and communities. Make monthly charitable giving a trend in your life in 2024 and help to support Rios to Rivers this March and April. Visit the link in our Instagram bio for more information. When you were a kid, did you have family reunions? Was that a thing that, like, was your family, like, I know, you know, a lot about your family history. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh, do you? I mean, we've been friends for a while, and you're like, yeah. So this person, I'm like, oh, your aunt? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, you know how I know? Mm-hmm. How do I know? Because you listen. That's right, I do. (laughs) 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 Usually they add an expletive before that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, did you have family reunions when you were a kid? Or have you done them, like, maybe if you weren't a kid, like, as an adult now? Well, my immediate family is pretty big. Mm -hmm. And by immediate, I mean, like, my first cousins. I have a ton of first cousins. Mm -hmm. And we see each other like when when I go visit them it's like we're all hanging out Mm -hmm. and we all adore each other and are obsessed with Mm -hmm. each other so it kind of feels like a family reunion then okay I do remember like being young and seeing like movies where like people would be like oh it's a whole family reunion weekend and there's t-shirts and events and I was like what is this what white nonsense (laughs) why are we why are people doing this I remember asking my mom and she was like yeah we don't need to do that because we see each other plenty right and I was like oh okay that makes sense I guess but there was one time there was a family reunion I went to as like a very young person and it was like it was just like a lot of people I didn't know Mm -hmm. and it was like sort of extended family and I just was like this is I did not have a good time I was like probably six seven Uh years old but I was like this is all the people my age here are mean so I I didn't enjoy it (laughs) they were Mm -hmm. it was a lot of like I'll go play with those people and I was like "Mm -mm, no I won't do that because they're mean Mm -hmm. they were they were they were like they we had a moment trauma Mm -hmm. we had a moment where like they were not friendly and I just was like I don't want to be with them I was like no I'm gonna stay here Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, other than that, I do feel like holidays generally are an opportunity for family reunions okay. that usually do happen. Got it. What about for you? You so, have a very large family. So my dad's side of the family is very, very large. So we would actually do like a fairly big family reunion almost every summer at like my dad's gosh one of his aunt's houses like my grandmother was one of like nine kids um so it's like that side of the family Mm -hmm. my grandmother and her brother actually married my well my grandmother married my grandfather obviously um my dad's dad it doesn't it's that's obviously i mean (laughs) okay it doesn't have to well anyway my grandmother and her brother married a brother and a sister married a brother (laughs) and a sister okay um it's interesting because i just had my 
my great aunt just passed away. And um, it's weird because my, so like that's the other side of the family is there. So it's like we're related and like, it's like a weird circle somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we would always do family reunions. There were a lot of cousins, like my immediate first cousins would always be there. But then it was like every other cousin from these like nine grandparents, their kids, their grandkids my generation my second cousins so it was a lot of people um we have photos of like 100 people on a lawn yeah that makes sense yeah so yeah so family reunions were pretty typical i feel like there were costume parades and like field events that were happening that sounds like a drag show (laughs) a costume parade and that's where i learned and that's where you learn (laughs) exactly Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while visiting and hiking the land, also known as Badlands National Park, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Cheyenne, Ocheti Shakoan, and Minikoju people. So, on this day, we... Well, we had gotten up from a very restless night of sleep. Right, because of a loud family reunion happening at that um, campground we Mm -hmm. were staying at. This will all play out in season six. (laughs) Because, um, Wind Cave... Oh, right. right. Which we will not get to this season. Yes. Yeah. But I do have to say, the campground did us a solid. They in, did. In that, like, I sent them an email at 11 p.m. And I was like, hi, so it's 11.30 right now. As Quiet hours are 10. It was like, quiet hours start at 10. And this family reunion is still incredibly loud. And they were like, we're so sorry. And they refunded us for the night. They did. They did. They were the coolest. They were. So we had gotten up from a restless night of sleep. We had hiked a lot already that day, but very small, small trails. So we did the Cliff Shelf Nature Trail, which was the first thing we did when we got into Badlands. Then we drove over to kind of the main parking area for trailheads, which is where we did the Window Trail, the Door Trail, and then the Notch Trail. So after doing this, we looked at the map and sort of made some choices about what to do next. We had only planned really to do one day in Badlands National Park. We were spending three days here in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And the second day we were going to spend at Wind Cave National Park. Stay tuned. That's coming up next season. But then we had sort of like a swing day to kind of do whatever. So we knew we wanted to kind of make the most of what Badlands had to offer. And truth be told, Badlands is very much so a park that you can do in a day. Like secrets out everybody (laughs) right Um, it's a very cool part mm -hmm. that's totally doable in one day after seeing the map and reading more about it on the drive we knew that we weren't going to have a ton of hiking 
that there was going to be a decent amount of driving that we could do through the park, which is also a bonus, especially if you're not into hiking. It is a park you can see from the road. We had already really kind of hiked a lot of the major trails within the park, the notch, the window, the door, the um, cliff shelf trail, all that stuff was sort of like right there at the beginning. But there was like a major trail system that was sort of across the street from that. That we had not yet tackled and we wanted to do that. And so it was located right across the street. The trailhead for it was located right across the the park loop road from the Notch Trailhead parking lot. So we could leave the car exactly where it was. And this was the trailhead for the Castle Trail. The Castle Trail is a trail that's six miles in length. It's a there and back, so it would be 12 miles in total. So if you were to hike it, you would actually go all the way out to the park road at a different location. There's the Fossil Exhibit Trail that's there, and then you could turn yourself around for another six miles, making it a 12-mile total round trip. Or maybe you're just lucky enough to be able to hitchhike and get your way back. <laughs> Something so. we weren't going to play around with this day. Correct. Doing 12 miles was not in our highest interest at this moment because it was already very hot on this day. And just by like looking into the distance, the trail was going to be incredibly exposed. Read completely exposed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. However, there were some trail junctures that crossed this trail that would allow us to sort of make a fairly long loop without suffering total heat death. The other trails that we would get on included the Medicine Route Trail, the Saddle Pass Trail, which in the end sort of give us like a balloon with a string like shaped trail, with the first leg being the Castle Trail, which would sort of be like the string to the balloon. The nice thing about the trailhead is that the map is in the park brochure and it's pretty much printed there for everybody to see. So it allowed us to reconfirm our plans because we were working off of a moon travel guidebook at this time, kind of like figure out what the trail would look like and how we were going to kind of proceed. That's right. And the map that was in the park brochure, the map that was at the trailhead, the map that was in the moon travel guide all sort of matched. Mm -hmm. It was great. Mm -hmm. So we cross the road, we get on the trail, it did involve stepping down some stairs and crossing a little footbridge to get us moving. There was a young couple that was pretty consistently ahead of us on this trail, but for the most part, until we hit trail junctures, we really didn't see many people. This section sort of felt like a sandy maze, and there were red trail markers that basically had led us through the footfalls. We're clearly not maintaining clear trails here. So this was a section where, you know, when you're in a section where it's kind of grassy, where there's footfalls, you typically can see the dirt path of the trail, but here it's kind of sandy. So similar to when we were at the door trail, we had those posts that let us out and then back to safety. We're kind of getting that here again with these red post markers along the way. So before we hit the sandy maze section proper, there was more of an open grassland field that we had to traverse through. And this gave us the views of some very interesting rock formations in the distance that we were eventually able to get closer to. In this grassland, there were some prairie flowers that somehow managed to survive the heat. And they kind of are like these little oases among the green and brown grasses that I kind of have engulfed those. them. Mm-hmm. Loved them. Then it was like a pop of color. Prairie flowers a lot on mm-hmm. this trail. Yeah. Um, the section feels pretty lengthy, but it's relatively flat and it has a, a interesting landscape to take in, specifically the rock formations that you do eventually get close to and basically kind of walk amongst. The rock formations and the cliff formations here sort of look like folded cubist origami 
they have very sharp angular faces, but they also have like a weathered look at the same time. Erosion. (laughs) Erosion, everyone. Mm -hmm. So eventually we get into the section behind these formations. And this is where the trail markers really come in handy because this is just like a bunch of windy desert pathways with some small puddles left over from downpours of yesterday. So without these trail markers, we really would not know where to go. With downpours of yesterday sounds like um, like a Coldplay song. <laughs> the downpours of yesterday. And, yeah. Or like a Pink Floyd song off of um, the wall. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So in this section, there was a bunch of like small elevation gain in loss. It was minor, but it was pretty consistent. And it definitely caused a little bit of climbing to take place on our part as we were kind of hoofing our way through this kind of windy desert section. So eventually we break through this section, which was sort of secluded behind another set of rock formations. And we ended up back in a more fielded section of this trail. And this quickly turns to more of a Badlands feel with pockets of green here and there, especially along what appears to be inactive riverbeds, or at least they are active enough to support life. So the plants can sort of cluster there. But they were dry at the time when we were there. This definitely feels more Badlandy here and more akin to what we saw on the trails at the other side of the road, the window, the door, and the notch. Trail markers here vary between colored poles and poles with the trail name that was sort of like label maker printed onto it. The landscape quickly changes and we end up in more of a grassland feeling space with a path that feels cut into the earth as opposed to just atop it. This is like definitely like I feel like we had to come out and it felt like the grass was sort of higher on both sides of us at this point. And this is one of those sections where you don't necessarily need the trail markers because there's a clear, clear distinction between what is trail and what isn't. So we make our way through this field and we find ourselves on some small plank boardwalks, you know, that piques our interest as we continue to hike out, hoping that we might find more of these along the way, assuming that these are in place for wetter times of the year. When we drove into Badlands, if you'd listen to our last episode, it had poured like the entire drive from basically Rapid City to Badlands. So the area had been doused with rain. Um, So there were these kind of pockets of puddles here and there. So clearly these boards are in place for times like that as well. Eventually, after hiking for a little longer, we get to this more substantial bridge that's clearly over what will be a riverbed at some point or what once was a riverbed at one point. Um, This takes us across the old Northeast Road. Was there some sort of classic car here? I think I feel like there was something going on. Like there there was like a photo shoot happening. I feel like there was some sort of something happening here right across the bridge. We made a joke about like car commercials and like mm-hmm. the the video or the video shoots the commercial shoots that happen for car commercials in, in national, national spaces in natural spaces yeah. but in national parks yeah yeah so that brings us to our first trail juncture which is going to take us onto the medicine route trail and with that let's take our first break Hey, everybody, we are actively planning our hiking for this year. And so you know what that means. Our moon travel guides are out and about. We're marking them up and we're writing in all of our notes. We sincerely love them and we use moon travel guides all the time. 
Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because their authors are real people who live in and know the areas they're writing about like the back of their hand. And we can trust them. From hikes to campsites to city sites to restaurants, Moon Travel has you covered. So ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed out abroad, planning to take on the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. And through the end of 2024, our listeners can exclusively get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when you go to moon.com. Use the code GAZE24 at checkout. That's right. That is moon.com and use code GAZE24. And that's G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon Travel Guide in Moon's entire library at moon.com. And that is exclusively for GAZE listeners. Okay, what game are we playing? So we're playing a new game that we haven't played on the show. Yes, but we've played it on the trail before. We have. It's called Unlike the Others. Great. So the way this game works is we're going to give you a list of three or four things, Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out which item basically doesn't belong and explain why. Great. Great. Okay, you go first. Okay. So Orioles, Blue Jays, Cardinals, Crows. Okay, so it's Crows because Crows isn't also the name of a sports team. That's exactly right. Look at you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. You ready? <laughs> the new Brunswick Crows. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Okay, great. Great. Okay, so for you, okay. here they are. Judy Dench, Kate Blanchett, Helen Mirren, Margot Robbie. This is also sort of like that Jeopardy category I wrote once where like um, it was called, I think it was a two for category where you had to name the thing that made them all the same, mm-hmm. but then there was something that made one of them different from the rest. So it's Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Margot Robbie, and Kate Blanchett. Correct. Correct. Who is Margot Robbie because she doesn't have an Academy Award? No. 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 Is it Margot Robbie, though? No. No. Okay. Not the outlier. Okay. Maybe start with what makes them all the same. They're all British. No. No. Margot Robbie is not British. <laughs> no, I knew. That's why Kate I asked. Blanchett is no. American and Australian. Mm-hmm. She was born in Texas. Thanks, I didn't know. And then know. moved to Australia. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Is she good or is she just tall? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Um, so they're all women. <laughs> I mean, that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. You said think about what? What makes them all the same? They're all women. <laughs> Other than that. Um... Maybe a character they've all played. Harley Quinn. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm sorry. Kate Blanchett is Harley Quinn with Slay. But I think Judy Dennis is Harley Quinn would be my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, a character they've all played. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm like Nanny McPhee. <laughs> no. A historic. Oh, who is, who is Queen Elizabeth? Right. Which and so- Queen Elizabeth? This the first. Correct. Right. Okay, so all four of them played Queen Elizabeth the first. Can okay. you name the movies they all played her in? So um Shakespeare in Love for, um, for Judy, Judy Dench, Dench. Helen Mirren. Sh- she was in a mini series called Elizabeth, Elizabeth the First. 
Um, and then Kate Blanchett was in Elizabeth. two, two Elizabeths. Two Elizabeth, Elizabeth and the Golden Age, yeah. uh-huh. too. <laughs> That's right. Elizabeth and the Golden Age. It's just called Elizabeth the Golden Age. Okay, but okay. Sorry. And then... I don't know what one Margot Robbie was uh, in. Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, okay. She All was right. with Saoirse Ronan. Okay. But one of them is an outlier. Okay. And you want me to tell you who it is and why? Is it Helen Mirren because it was a miniseries? No, it is Helen Mirren because she's the only one of those four who has also played Elizabeth II. Oh, interesting. I know. If, I could not have made this gayer. You made it very <laughs> gay. <laughs> very, very gay. She played Elizabeth II in... Yeah, and the Queen. The Queen. Mm-hmm. Then she played her again on stage in the play, The Audience. Oh, on Broadway and also well, in clearly England. she's you know making money off of <laughs> a now deceased monarch apparently yeah she um she was vi- she like made the times like when she was doing the audience in New York because she took the subway to the theater every day good for her and everybody was like look at Helen Mirren just riding the subway to the theater mm-hmm. she was like I don't need car service don't get me car service I will take the train After crossing the bridge on the Castle Trail, we hook a right onto the Medicine Route Trail. And this is very different from the Castle Trail. It's less of a Badland feel here. This is feeling more very exposed grasslandy once we turn onto this trail. We sort of hug this line of telephone poles for much of this initial section of the trail. And it's nice to know that at least we have a landmark here in case we somehow get lost, which would be hard to do because, again, the trail is very much more self-explanatory because it's a pathway through grassland. You can actually see it. So while the Castle Trail had red pole markers, this trail had green pole markers. And while maybe not as present as on the Castle Trail, they definitely, you know, gave us the indication we needed when we needed it. This trail was also mainly pretty flat and it was windy and there were some elevation gains and losses. There was a slight upward clip initially getting on the trail that brought us up to this ravine that opened up more and more the further it traveled away from us. Yeah, this was a pretty expansive view, like coming up to this bridge line and seeing this. I think this was also another one of your formative birding moments that made it clear that you were destined to be a birder. Yes, I remember this moment Mm -hmm. distinctly because there were some birds circling in the sky mm-hmm. and I didn't even have binoculars on or anything but I could tell that they had some serious talons happening I think you meant talent talent <laughs> right when I looked at those birds in the sky I said do you know what that is right that, there that, that is, theater. is talent look at that yep. look at the talent in this sky yep Right. Um, they were, in fact, golden eagles, mm-hmm. which if you've never seen a golden eagle, I hope I wish that for you. And I hope that it doesn't like take your cat or something like that, <laughs> you know, or your little pet rabbit. Talent. Because they've got talent. Talent, talent. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So they were flying above us in the sky, which was so cool because, yes, you can see them quite a bit here in Badlands. Mm-hmm. We continued hiking and this sort of becomes a gravelly path through the grassland, which gives us a another view of the ravine that we had stared at, but just from a different angle. A lot of this initial hiking feels very much so like high plateau grassland, and the trail either looks like people were hiking side by side, or that some sort of small vehicle also was traveling on this path. You kind of describe this phenomenon of like kind of like the dual path that happens prior. You've talked about this, like where there's a side by side path, like it looks like it's just people oh, yeah, side yeah, by yeah. side. Yeah, it's <laughs> staring so at weird. me like I'm crazy. Well, 
phenomenon is is that what the word you used to describe I did. it? Yeah. I don't Maybe know it's that not it's a, a phenomenon. phenomenon. I do. I it made me think of the moment when we were hiking. It made you think of that movie with <laughs> Jonathan Travolta. <laughs> no, I've not thought of that movie in years. No, it made me think of the thing when we were hiking in Smokies when like we were hiking and moving and then we would stop and it was sort of like everything would just descend away from yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of optical illusion. That's a phenomenon. That is the phenomenon. No, that's that's, that's theater. Phenomenon. That's yeah. talent. Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. We start to gradually descend and while the path is for the most part a long stretch of straight path um there are some moments of windier stuff now we really didn't see anyone on this trail except for the couple that was in front of us on the castle trail and they continued on the castle trail but as we were hiking we could see that two people were coming towards us in the distance here and it was pretty easy to see pretty far on this trail because it's just so wide open. And as these folks got closer, we could tell that not only were they men, but they were like beautiful shirtless men. (laughs) And um, we had a moment where we were like, oh my God, is it a mirage? It wasn't a mirage though. It was hot that day. But could you imagine if mirages were like that? Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. So we definitely had to have a moment of, okay. We're big girls. Play it cool. cool. Act like adults. (laughs) Do you see us? Like, um, do you see the internal homophobia happening here where we're like lowering our voices to be Mm -hmm. around um, it was my hetero gentleman. Oh, it was definitely my um, gas station voice. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Out. Your gas station voice, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. That's right. And who knew? Who knows if they were hetero or not? Mm-hmm. I'm not making mm-hmm. any speculations about that, but it was an assumption that I made. Probably not the best assumption to make. We did turn on our <laughs> my gas station voice. <laughs> could you fill it up with regular? Could you, please? Could you fill it up regular? <laughs> that would be great. Thanks. Thanks. So in in New Jersey, you have to you can't pump your own gas. There's always the gas attendant and. I always make fun of you because you, you turn into your um, internalized homophobia voice, mm-hmm. which is let me lower the pitch of my voice mm-hmm. in order to speak to this person. Yep. Could you fill it up regular, please? Mm-hmm. That would be great. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't think that we intentionally did this. I think we unintentionally did this mm-hmm. when they passed by. We were like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have our little quick conversation and they pass us by. We definitely had to throw a little water on our face and I don't think it was just the heat <laughs> that caused us <laughs> to do true. that. It's mm-hmm. true. Oh, Lord. After these handsome men pass, we sort of get into this planky boardwalk area of the hike, which starts to be a little helpful. Again, we're starting to dodge a little bit more puddly areas here. And it's definitely very clear as we're hiking here that parts of the park were better at retaining water and over other areas of the park as some of the ground here is very very wet and the planks are making it much easier to get over some of the muddier sections of the trail. We could see out in front of us from the section that there were some bigger rock formations coming up and it was clear that after a while that we were in fact hiking toward these rocks. Part of this trail was muddy as we were trekking out through here but what was cool was we got to see some deer tracks in the muddy soil. They were clearly made sometime in the last day or so. Oh yeah, with all the rain that was there. As we continued to hike a little further, we encountered another couple, this time with shirts on, and the man had an Acadia shirt on. And we definitely like took a moment to like engage with them in conversation about our most recent Acadia trip, which we had done the summer prior. That's um, right. During COVID-1. <laughs> 
COVID. Uh, well, I might even call that COVID Act Two. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Who okay. knows? What is time? What's time? Mm-hmm. After chatting with them, we come to this pile of rocks in the middle of this like more barren patch of land, and it almost feels like a giant Karen. And I guess it is because it's the trail marker for the Medicine Route Trail. Uh, the grass is much, much greener here, and many of the formations that were in the distance are even closer now. So this is when we start to encounter what clearly was a riverbed, as the mud here is still very wet, and it's likely that this rill or stream was running in a big way during those storms that happened the day prior. So it is a little treacherous here, and we definitely, you know, have to watch our footing. But the patterns in the mud are pretty, they're pretty cool to see, and they're pretty wonderful from like the rain and the floods and what the rain has done with this mud. And eventually we come across the next trail juncture for the Saddle Trail and the Castle Trail. The Saddle Pass Trail is almost just an offshoot of the Medicine Route Trail, taking us incredibly close to the rock formations, which we were seeing in the distance. Rather than just turn around here, we wanted to make Saddle Pass our terminal viewpoint. And that's exactly what we did. With that, let's take our next break. Hey, everybody, we are actively planning our hiking for this year. And so you know what that means. Our moon travel guides are out and about. We're marking them up and we're writing in all of our notes. We sincerely love them and we use moon travel guides all the time. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because their authors are real people who live in and know the areas they're writing about like the back of their hand. And we can trust them. From hikes to campsites to city sites to restaurants, Moon Travel has you covered. So ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed out abroad, planning to take on the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon travel guide with you. And through the end of 2024, our listeners can exclusively get 20% off any Moon travel guide when you go to moon.com. Use the code GAZE24 at checkout. That's right. That is moon.com and use code GAZE24. And that's G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon Travel Guide in Moon's entire library at moon.com. And that is exclusively for GAZE listeners. Okay, it's time for Drag Corner. Ladies and gentle thems, please welcome to the stage, Dustin DeWind. If I had a nickel, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. When people learn, okay, here's the thing. When people learn that my name is Dustin, I, like, so I, my name, my legal name is Dustin. I it's also Horrence. go by Dusty. Don't lie. Horrence. <laughs> Horrence Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> so if they hear Dustin, I often get Dustin the wind, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, because of the song or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they hear Dusty, then oftentimes people will go, oh, like Dusty Springfield. And my response to that at every time I hear that is, yes, oh. I have dated the son of a preacher man. <laughs> <laughs> I go, oh, so you're gay too. <laughs> That's always my, my response mm-hmm. because I'm like, not that only gay people know or queer people know Dusty Springfield, but making assumptions, again, making assumptions like again. On the trail. Yep. 
so Dustin DeWind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to say like every people try and come up with like unique nicknames for me with the word dust. Busty Dallard. Right. There's something like that. Like I have heard all of them. Mm-hmm. There is nobody that has come up with one that is original mm-hmm. anymore. I've mm-hmm. heard all of them. Mm-hmm. Dustin DeWind being one of them. Mm-hmm. But if Dustin DeWind were a drag king, what kind of drag king would he be? Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a little bit of an homage to the Wizard of Oz and like um like cyclones. Um I feel like there's also some pageantry of changing from black and white to colored outfits here if we're going to lean oh, into I like that. that um I do feel like there's a lot of um, Southwest, Southwest, but I do feel like there's um, a lot of weather-themed music that happens in Dustin oh, Dewin's act. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm Dustin Dewin. Maybe you are. I am. Maybe Dustin Dewin is the spokesperson for Thunder. Since we're talking about Thunder, well, again. why not? Why not <laughs> this season? The Thunder um, app. The Thunder which app. We need to make. Mm-hmm. For for people who want to date and love talking love the about the weather, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I feel like you know it's rain and men definitely as a part of the act. Like at some point, sure. Um, I feel like heat wave is a part of the oh, act. Yeah. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like it's all those sort of like like girl rain group, on me. Like yeah, like big big numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So definitely. I feel like it's like he's a weather king. I like that. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea of Dustin DeWind having like a whole look that is like, I like the idea of it being transformative, like Mm -hmm. whatever the looks are. And I do want like half of the number as an actual tumbleweed. Like I'm just a tumbleweed. And then um, it turns into a beautiful gown. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I also think it could be funny if like they um, make themselves up in a way where their clothing is looking like it's blowing in the wind, but it's like stiffened. So it just like is this look where <laughs> they look like they're windblown all the time, <laughs> like with some very starch specific I love outfits. That. <laughs> you know, I live for that. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh huh. Um, I think their um. I think their merch is wind chimes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, wind chimes. Oh, yeah. this is good. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, right. And maybe they do drag shows in like you know like nurseries with it plants. Oh, not oh, with nurseries. children. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> sure. Can you imagine? Yeah, I was little like, babies mm-hmm. tipping queens or mm-hmm. and kings from like the their bassinets. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Dustin DeWind. I feel like we missed an opportunity for Dustin DeWind to have, like, a whole bit about farts. And, oh, like, well. Like, I feel like there's a whole... I think I feel like fart sounds is just part of the act somehow. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, let me just... Farts are always funny. They're always funny, of and course. they're never not funny, and mm-hmm. they always make things. As you, like, you know, made my primordial gas the topic of humor on a cold open. Honey, I mean, <laughs> you were speaking openly about it. Uh-huh. But you recorded without my consent. <laughs> I, You knew I was recording. I don't, don't want to hear that. <laughs> That's not true. You knew. Mm-hmm. She knew. So... <laughs> After getting to the trail juncture, we have to cross over the castle trail, which is what we are going to return on. Um, This brings us to a very dry and arid piece of land. That is the Saddle Pass Trail. So this is not a long jut out, but it does take us up to a terminal point, a terminal viewpoint in Saddle Pass. So it's a lot of white and light colored earth. And so the sun is like beating down right now at this point. And it's not exactly midday yet, but it was getting close. So because the 
map doesn't show elevation, it's not until you're here that you understand that the park road and the parking lot, which look like on the map, like they're supposed to be not just at the edge of it, level with it, but hundreds of feet below. So this was like a, an overlook. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess we could have driven here and hike, just hiked up. We could have. But no, we, we were happy. No. And people had, people were doing that, you know? Right. So there's a trail that takes one from the lower parking lot to Saddle Pass. And since it is the quicker way to get to the viewpoint rather than hiking it from either end of Castle Trail, people often do this. We saw plenty of people choosing this option on this day. And the trail was steep, so no thanks. After backing away from the edge, we turned our sights at the Saddle Pass Overlook. Um, We had to hike up this seemingly easy-looking switchback to get to the top, all of which kind of looked very straightforward. The trail itself didn't have a ton of traction, so while it's not steep... There's definitely some hands and feet action happening here at specific parts, specifically as you round up the switchback and need to head up the straightaway section that's going to take you out to the overlook. I just remember, like, I feel like everybody was sort of like, okay, well, got to put our hands down now because otherwise you're going to just eat it. Oh, yeah. Because it was just a slippery trail, you know? So we were traveling up with a family who was in front of us and um, they did, you know, let us take the lead in front of them after, after a bit. But once we got up to the top, there was a little bit more climbing to do that takes us to this little turret viewpoint and there were some great views of cliffs to the left and to the right and a lot of open space ahead and in this spot we could turn around here too and get a good view of castle trail and medicine route trail from a higher vantage after spending some time up here and taking in the view we turned around Um, we took some photos of the family we were hiking up with at the top and then made our way down while they stayed up to enjoy the views so coming down was definitely where it was like okay we got to do some sit and scoot here because again it was there was steepness to this trail but it was just that it was like there the rock didn't have any traction to I just felt like it was slippery here like gravelly and like slippery like sandy kind of so there was definitely some sit and scoot happening yeah and after walking back through the arid section um we uh wind our way back to the trail juncture and we take a right to get on the castle trail again so this was a section of the trail that we had not done um we opted to save it later and do the medicine route trail first this part of the castle trail starts as grassland fields that were kind of like right in front of where saddle pass was but very very quickly becomes craggy desert with these little ravines and canyons throughout uh thank god for markers here Mm mm-hmm Uh, because without them, uh, we would have been lost. Um, This definitely felt like what we both imagined to be like the deadly desert in Return to Oz. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen Return to Oz, then clearly like... Stop everything. (laughs) Stop and go watch that film. (laughs) Formative childhood moments. Mm -hmm. They definitely tried to lobotomize Dorothy Mm -hmm. at the beginning of that movie. They did. Mm-hmm. So the trail sort of oscillates here between desert and more grassy sections. But eventually we make it to this very, very arid section. And this is where we are really starting to feel the heat and the tires from just kind of like non-stopping at all today. So there are some more rock formations here in this section that allow us for some, you know, breaks in the shade. And um, that was really helpful to break up the heat a little bit. Here we see a lot of people that Um, we either saw on the Medicine Route Trail or at the trail juncture for Saddle Pass or when we first walked out onto it. And it seems like everybody did the trail that we were doing, but in the opposite direction from us. As we're continuing to hike here, there are 
these very craggy ravines that are bumpy and kind of lumpy. And some of them are still damp from the rain from the previous night. And part of the section has smaller ravines that we do have to cross. But for the most part, we stay in between them and keep trying to find the trail markers as we go. There are sections of the trail here that are still pretty wet and muddy or slick. And we kind of have to, you know, as we're trail finding, as we'd call it, you know, like finding the best place to put our feet. um, We're definitely looking for like dry patches as we were doing that. As we continue to walk, we see even more rock formations in front of us further up. We hope it's some of the initial ones that we had passed through and around on the Castle Trail. But not yet. What we do start to see is more telephone lines. And eventually, we actually see that bridge that we initially crossed to get onto the Medicine Route Trail. So we now know that we are much closer to the parking lot. And we are... Not that we're exactly there, but... We are elated. And this last stretch is essentially the same grassland and Macy section that we'd already passed through coming in the other direction. So it wasn't as bad as this, but this last stretch sort of felt like the stretch we had to take after we had made it back to Fairy Falls after we had gotten lost and then needed to get to the car. We were just kind of beat and the heat had kind of gotten to us at this point. So this was such a short section of the trail, but we were so done and tired that we we felt like it took us forever to get through. It felt like it took forever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was so hot. And I think I was so in need of a peanut butter sandwich at that moment. That it was just like, this is this is not great. Mm-mm. I think we were appreciative that this was the section we had to redo over yeah. other sections of the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was not only visual interest here, but it also wasn't that difficult. Right. Like, so it was, was like relatively bonus. flat yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did kind of enjoy this sort of deserty section of the castle trail that we had to repeat. Because it definitely gave us the energy to sort of keep going and get to the back to the car. And we... We're so elated when we could see the road. And then as we got closer and closer, knowing that all we had to do is climb those steps to then cross the road, and then we would be back to the car. And when we got back to the car, we opened up the back hatch of my car, and we sat there in the trunk area and took our boots off, and we ate snacks in the shade. It was delightful. Uh, We knew that while we were still going to explore the park at this point, that we wouldn't really have any more need for boots because all of the major hiking in the park had been done. Okay, so let's put these three trails on the Karen Stone scale. Great. We'll put them on as the Castle Trail being the section that we started on a little bit, like we veered off to the right, and then we got back on at another section and came back to the same part. But mm-hmm. what would we collectively say the Castle, Castle Rock trail. trail was? Well, it's just Castle Trail, not Castle Rock. The Castle Rock. Trail. We're not a Stephen I mean. King the Hulu original series. Correct. <laughs> um, I would probably give this a, a three. Yeah, I was going to say four, just because... There is some, you do have some kind of kind of climbing that you need to do. I say that like very loosely, but I also think the exposure of the trail just, and the fact that it was more arid most of the time, I feel like Medicine Route, the grassland gave us something that, I don't know, it just didn't feel as like hot there. Um, okay. So I feel like the heat was my driving factor for this, but I, I think a three or four was is good for this. Great. So there is length a to it. Seven too. out of twenty Karen stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. What about the Medicine Route Trail? That's a three for me. 
I feel like that's I think very it's also a three for me. I think it's pretty easy mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Relatively um, flat. You've got a little boardwalky too, like yep. little plank boardwalks. So it's great. Yeah, six so, out of twenty Karen Stones. And what about saddle pass? Saddle pass trail, which, which brings which, one up to a viewpoint. I don't know. This is like it's it's weird. It's not a very steep climb, but it's kind of like treacherous in its own way yeah um i but i'm gonna say a four yeah yeah a four just because of you know the bit the small bit of incline yeah and the shortness of the trail too so So. we're talking eight out of 20 stones yep and with that let's end this episode with some jeopardy style trivia all right mike why don't you get us started with your trivia great so i was inspired by the medicine route trail and this Jeopardy is all about medicinal roots. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That are common. What is Bark's root beer? <laughs> exactly. Um, great. So medicine root for um, 100. This bulb plant with cloves often found in Italian meals has roots which contain allicin, which has antifungal and antibiotic properties that are used to treat bacterial infections, even bee stings. You get in here, Allison. <laughs> get in here. Allison, get in here mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. What is um, garlic? That's correct. For 200, this gnarly root is chock full of antioxidants and used to cut down on fermentation and constipation and is often found on the side of sushi platters with wasabi. Oh, what is um, ginger? That's correct. Look at you so unsure of yourself, but knowing. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Great. For 300, this root of this small, yellow, pesky garden weed is one that is used as a mild laxative and to improve digestive health. Oh, a yellow garden weed? Mm-hmm. What is... Like a yellow flowering garden weed. What is the sunflower? Is the sunflower a weed? No, <laughs> but you said it was flowering. Yeah. What is what is the daffodil? No. What is the dandelion? That's right. Oh, I got there yeah. eventually. <laughs> but would you say a dandelion is a weed? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, They're considered to be weeds. People great. like try to get rid of them as often as they can. Okay. And apparently if you want to use dandelion from your yard, you just have to make sure it's not sprayed, obviously. It's unsprayed? That like it's not sprayed with chemicals. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. All right. For 400, this small orange root is used as a dye, a spice, and as a solve for a variety of conditions, including inflammation. What is turmeric? That's correct. Look at me. Look at you. Unsure but knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Unsure but knowing. (laughs) That's like all of us when we're when we're um still in the closet. Unsure unsure but knowing. (laughs) Knowing. That's our status on Facebook or on MySpace. Unsure but knowing. Great. And for 500, this purple cone flower found in Eastern and Central North America has roots which are used to help fight the common cold and boost immunity. Purple cone flower. Cone flower. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lily. Mm-mm. Hmm. And it's often like if you were to get like a tea, you would see this tea. It's also like you could take this as a, um, a medicinal like pill. Uh, or it might be like in a medicine as well. What is lavender? No. What is chamomile? No. No. What is oleander? No. no You'd be dead. Is, that is definitely. That's dead. 
Okay. What, what is, is the... echinacea? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known that. No. Well, that's a $500 clue. Well, so there, there we go. You, go. you did really well, though. Thank you. Unsure, but knowing. <laughs> Unsure, but knowing. Okay, great. All right. Are we ready for my category? Yeah. I was inspired by the castle trail. Great. Castle is a word with a silent T. Mm-hmm. And so this is called words with a silent T. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for mm-hmm. 100? Words with a silent spell the T. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. For 100, the thing that you do very well all the time and remind me constantly. What is listen? <laughs> That's right. Okay, and for 200, another thing that you do all the time and was also the title of a recent J-Lo film. What is hustle? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's hustlers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, well... Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for 300, this word means a little more than sometimes or occasionally. What is often? That's right. Because mm-hmm. that is a silent T. Mm-hmm. Often and soften. That's right. Mm-hmm. Soften. No. Soften. <laughs> often is, and soften. Soften is an, like a Boston accent. No. Soften sounds like someone's name. <laughs> My name is Soften Smith. Soften Foster. Soften Foster. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, great. For 400, this is a padded undergarment that is used to add fullness to period gowns. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's often used with that um, word from the JLo film. What is a bustle? That's right. Oh, okay. A bustle is like a padded, mm-hmm. like. It's often used in wedding dresses, right? You have yeah. a bustle, yeah, and your it's train. A thing to make it, you know, poofier, um, poofier up at the top. Fuller. Yeah, and for five hundred, not to be confused with the daughter of Sarah Palin, this word is often associated with brooms or brushes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I really had to think of her name, <laughs> but it's not Bristol. Because there's no silent T. What is right. bristle? That's right. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Bristling. <laughs> unsure but knowing. Unsure but knowing. Look at you, unsure but knowing. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. To find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger, with Sean Sklios on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 